podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, educator, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland. So I'm back. I know it's been a while. (laughs) So in this week's episode, I will be continuing my discussion from what happened in April, which was the last episode and to talk about maintaining your healthy habits when vacationing and or touring. In this episode, I will talk briefly about what happened in May, give a general overview of how I stayed healthy, and offer tips and suggestions for you to stay healthy. So in May, I got offered a nice gig playing a solo recital in Colombia, the country, which was really fun. The only drawback was I don't actually know Spanish, so it was very difficult for me to communicate. And there was a lot of pointing and miscommunication and me just kind of staring at people and waiting, using my 2G service to try to look up things on Google Translate. I had this whole three-hour car ride with somebody who couldn't speak English, and it was the most uncomfortable situation ever. So I'm going to learn Spanish this summer and get better at that. But then... After I got back from Columbia, I ran back to Maryland because I had to teach at the preparatory. And then I went back to New York the next day to go pick up Andre, which was nice. We had a beautiful birthday weekend celebration. And then finally, I had my band director's retirement concert that Wednesday. Then I drove back on Thursday morning to Maryland to play as a guest artist in the Bates Middle School in Annapolis concert. And then I taught lessons in Annapolis the next day. Then I flew out to Texas two days later on Sunday. And then that was IWBC. So I've been up to a lot. Um, IWBC, or the International Women's Brass Conference, was incredible because of the Chromatic Brass Collective, CBC. I met so many people and gave a guest artist recital. And it was just very fun to be in a space where it was all women of color, playing brass instruments, and we all sounded incredible and gave an amazing concert. One of my pieces was premiered at the concert, and I got several commissions out of it, so I'm very proud of that. So, yay, IWBC happened. Then I came home. Andre surprised me with a bunch of balloons and some chocolate. Um, For those of you who don't know, Andre is my partner. Um, Anyways, but we spent one day together, and then he drove back to North Carolina. Then I drove back to New York again, And then I went to get the chinchillas because I had left them there for the month of May just because I was back and forth so much. And then finally, I returned to Maryland and I have been here since last week and I've been doing a few graduation gigs. And then now I'm technically free, um, but the summer is full of me releasing my EP, working on the big commission project I have for In the Bottoms for band orchestra and full orchestra and then finishing up a novel that I've been working on for the last six years. So yeah, um, that, that's, been, that's been the month of May, and that's what I'm up to. So a lot happened. And then the big question is, how the heck did I stay healthy these past two months? In all honesty, it was very difficult, and I found myself slipping a lot of the time. 
but there were some steps I took to try to maximize staying active and eating healthily when I wasn't home. I feel like I did overall a good job because I was very proactive about things. I think if I hadn't been proactive about making sure I got my steps in or trying to make sure I had healthy, balanced meals, I probably would have slipped and things could have gone worse. I did gain a little weight at the end of these two months, but I kind of was expecting that just given the nature of, you know, you're out eating, eating out every single day and you're stuck sitting in rehearsals for most of the days. So what can you do? Like, it's it's, it's just kind of inevitable. Now, this summer is me trying to lose those two pounds, but we will see. I'll have a nice bikini body by the end of July because I'm going on a cruise. Anyways, so <laughs> here are five tips that I have for being healthy on vacation or tours or whatever type of trip you're going on because it's very doable. And the this all goes back to planning, but these five tips... So the first tip is that steps are your friend. So throughout this time, I took all the steps. So I did a lot of walking in my Florida tour and my Boston tour and in my the Texas IWBC. And then in Columbia, um, because I was kind of afraid of going outside because I couldn't communicate. And then I heard some horror stories about being mugged in Columbia. I actually used the treadmill that was in my hotel and I got my steps in that way. Then I also used rehearsal breaks to pace around the venue that I had um, instead of just sitting there on my phone or something. Or if I was using my phone, it was while I was walking. Then I also used the stairs when it made sense. I was not going to walk up 11 flights of stairs to my hotel room, but if it was only two flights, you know, I can do that. And then I also walked over three miles in the airport in Texas just because it was a massive airport and I had like two hours to do nothing. So I decided to walk with one of those hours and I got a pretty intense workout because I could walk really fast and look like I was trying to make it to a gate even though I was just speed walking to speed walk. But it's not not socially acceptable to just kind of wander around and look like you're running late to something. So that was great. And then finally, my last tip for Steps Are Your Friend is to walk everywhere you can instead of using the Ubers if you have the time. So when we were in Texas, there were a lot of restaurants that were like a 30-minute walk. And, you know, it's a 30-minute walk, but it's not that bad. So if I took the half an hour to go walk rather than waiting and spending like $10 on an Uber, which would only take five minutes, I got my steps in for the day. I actually got to talk to the people I was around, and I just felt better overall. So again, steps are your friend. Number two, take advantage of your resources. If you have a fitness center in your hotel, use it. Just use it. It's there. It's a luxury. Take advantage of it. Use it. Treadmills and bikes are really great for cardio and are in almost every single fitness center. And then if you have weights in that fitness center and you usually lift weights, then lift the weights. I mean, if you don't usually lift weights, maybe you could lift weights anyways because, hey, you have weights now. Um, but yeah, just use the equipment you have. And then if you don't have weights, push-ups, sit-ups, dips, and other body weight exercises are your friend. So these are the way that you're going to stay fit with your muscles throughout your touring experience. I know I did have a hotel 
gym in one of the hotels. I think I just mentioned that. Oh, I guess I had two of them. Well, okay, so in the Columbia Hotel, I used it so I could get my steps on the treadmill because it was a very, very long travel day and I was very cooped up for a while, but then there were no real sidewalks in Columbia. So it was nice to use the treadmill that way. In Boston, however, there was a fitness center and that was nice, but I actually didn't need to use it because the Boston Common, which is a giant park in Boston, was literally right across the street and I would just walk there. There was one day I walked like seven miles and I talked to a few people on the phone. I'll get to that later. And I met up with my cousins and it was great. I got like a ton of steps, like more active than I'm usually actually at home. So that was interesting. Running is the one thing that failed me, but well, I can talk about that later. Anyways, so take advantage of the resources that you have at your disposal, whether that's body weight or an exercise gym. Next, spend more to save more. So this is about food. On nearly every restaurant menu, there is a healthy choice that you can make. Usually these healthy choices are more expensive, but that extra $5 that you spend will save you the calories and the bloating that you may experience with unhealthy options. For some reason, getting a slab of grilled chicken with like steamed broccoli and a baked potato on the side is always more money than just getting like a burger that's probably 3,000 calories. And that's just kind of how life is in America for some reason. Um, even though it's probably a lot cheaper to make the grilled chicken dish. But that's besides the point. We don't need to talk about logic. It's just going to be more expensive. But putting that money into the thing will benefit you in the long run. And I think it's definitely worth paying a little bit extra, maybe to substitute your egg whites or substitute chicken instead of beef, like things like that. Just put in the money and be ready to put in the money, like get a side salad instead of French fries. And yes, it might hurt your wallet, but in the end, it's, it's your body and you're living in your body for the rest of your life. So you need to take care of it. And then alternatively, if you are lucky enough to be in an Airbnb with the kitchen, you could also go grocery shopping, which will you'll put more down immediately, and then you can cook some of your meals throughout the, the week. And that, even though you put down more immediately because you're getting a whole bag of groceries, is saving you money in the long run because, hey, eating out's actually expensive sometimes <laughs> because things that you can get for like less than a dollar at home cost $10 in the wild. So consider that. So just spend more money to eat healthier and make healthier choices. Tip number four, find your support network. Now, if you're on a tour or a vacation with others, you can find one other person who also wants to be healthy and then you can hold each other accountable. When I was on my tours with Seraph, that was for Boston and for Florida. I had Victoria Garcia, who she was on one of the previous episodes. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I interviewed her and we kept each other accountable as far as like eating right throughout the tour and making sure we were walking and exercising. So it was nice to have that support. I also had support in IWBC in Texas because there was another person in the Chromatic Brass who also ran. So we would talk about running and I went on like 
one run. I mean, she also went on run run. There was like not much time, but we managed to go on runs and talk about them. And then I also managed to just keep my steps up. Now, if for some reason you're alone or the people you're with are not really with the healthy bandwagon, then reach out to your friends and family at home for support. So that could be maybe your mom knows that you're trying to lose weight. So reach out to your mom and be like, mom, I need help just making sure that somebody is watching over me and I'm making good decisions. Or you can use your friends who are also really into exercise and share your workouts with each other. And then they'll know if you're not working, if for some reason you disappeared on Strava for like the last couple of months. So they know. And then another great thing that you can do with your friends and family when they're holding you accountable is do walk and talks. Now, I do these all the time. This is how I hang out with my friend Kaylee, who was on episode 11. And... <laughs> It was really nice to walk and talk with her because we ended up like we'll talk for an hour and a half. And that's an hour and a half of walking where I could have just been, you know, sitting in front of a Zoom camera or just sitting in my apartment. But we use that time where we're talking to each other to just get moving because it's important to move and that should be valued. So find people who you can do walk and talks with. It's nice if you both do the walk and talk, but if for some reason the other person doesn't feel like walking, then you can walk by yourself. I always make it a rule nowadays that if I am talking to someone on the phone for more than like 20 minutes, then I'm definitely going to be outside walking and using my headphones to make sure that I am getting all the steps in and staying active throughout that day. Because otherwise it is just time that you're sitting still. And then tip number five, be that person. So y'all know what I mean. So this is the person who is super picky on what restaurant to go to and ask about the ingredients and make substitutions on the menu, or the person who tries to find every excuse to walk somewhere or take the stairs just to get their steps in. It is time for you to be that person. And it doesn't matter what other people say because you are that person for you. So it's time for you to take charge of yourself and your situation and be that person to make things better for you. There should be no shame in caring about your health. If people feel some type of way, ignore them. I mean, you not eating Texas cheese fries or drinking a beer does not actually impact them at all. It impacts you and your body, but they don't have the repercussions of that other than the fact that they might feel left out for some reason. I think I mentioned this in one of my habit change episodes earlier this year, but Gretchen Rubin talks about how some people actually exist literally just to counteract your healthy habits because they might feel guilty about their own habits if you're not being unhealthy with them. So stand your ground and be that person. Don't be afraid to substitute things. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I need to go to this restaurant because I looked at the menu and I can get something there that I can actually eat. And then don't be afraid to suggest maybe take a walk instead of taking an Uber, even though, I mean, it takes more time, but you're actually saving money. Yeah, so just be that person and don't feel any sort of shame about it. If people call you out or they're like, man, look at her being healthy. It's like, yeah, look at me being healthy. That's a great thing to do. I like being healthy. That's what I want to be known for. So take your time and just make sure you're doing what you need to do 
be planning, be finding restaurants, be making the substitutions that you need to make in order to sustain your life because you live in your body. You go home at the end of the day to whatever choice you decided to make. Maybe one pizza one day isn't going to break it, but if you have pizza every single day, you might find yourself bloating, your skin might break out. There's so many different factors that might be influenced by the way you eat and the choices you make. So pay attention to that and just do what you need to do to stay healthy. So this is a shorter episode because those are my tips on staying healthy on the road, whether that's vacation or a tour or whatever else you're traveling for. And honestly, like I mentioned before, it all goes back to planning. You need to go into the space deliberately aiming to move more and eat responsibly. You need to do the research on the places to walk or the certain restaurants to pick, but planning will always be your friend. Try to find places where you can still go on a walk. Try to find restaurants that actually serve vegetables and non-fried things. You can find these things if you just plan for it. And I was that person. I was doing a lot of the research. Usually whenever I go anywhere, I sit there on Google Maps just searching the restaurants in the nearby area like, okay, where can I actually get some real food here? And that worked most of the time because I found these nice places and the people don't usually get like upset that you found a restaurant for them because most of the time people are like, I don't know where to go. And then you're like, yeah, I know where to go. Like, let's go to this restaurant because I already did the research. So it's, it's great. Just make sure you're planning. And then also when you're planning, if you are going on a walk or you are running, um, I don't run much on these tours or vacations or whatnot if I don't really know the area. I was lucky in Texas to have like a college campus, so I felt safe. But um, <laughs> if I'm somewhere else, because I didn't really run in Boston or anywhere else that I went, I feel a little hesitant to run because I don't want to accidentally run into the wrong neighborhood because I don't know what the neighborhoods are like. So make sure you're doing, you're making, you're planning your running routes so you don't get lost and your walking routes. And you're also planning them so you know when to turn around and you know how to get back to where you were. There was one walk and talk where I ended up walking for a total of two hours because I just got lost and it was downtown Boston. So it was nice. I didn't run into any sketchy places, but that could have gone really poorly if I had ventured just a little too far. So be careful. So anyways, that concludes the information portion of this episode. Um, Again, like I said, I know it's shorter, but it's still valuable content. And I'm just glad that I'm back talking to you all again. So now I move on to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. Roses, Buds, and Thorns is a segment that I do to cultivate a level of authenticity. Because, hey, not everything in my life is going great. And also, when things aren't going too well, there's always something for me to be grateful for. So a rose is something good that happened, something you're grateful for. A bud is something you're looking forward to. And a thorn is something that didn't go the best this week. So I always start with a thorn because I like to end on a positive note. My thorn this week is I have literally been procrastinating everything because I've just started writing again. 
And it's great that I started writing again because I've been working on this novel for six years in little phases and it's just been taking forever for me to just get to an end. But the end is near. I can actually feel it coming and I know how I'm going to end it. So it's great that I'm writing and I'm getting to the end of the story. However, it's not great when I'm just sitting there for hours on end, ignoring all the other tasks that I have to do, like planning this album release, recording this podcast episode, eating, like things like that, that I'm just neglecting because I've been writing so much. So that's my thorn this week. I've been procrastinating on literally all the other things that I have to do because I've been focused on writing. But hey, maybe once the story's over, I can focus on everything else I have to do because I have a commission that's due by the end of the summer. And an article is due in mid-July that I just remembered. So I have a lot to actually get done. Going to write less in order to do that. So that's my thorn, but I'm going to make it better. So it's great. My rose for this week is, hey, I'm back podcasting. It's been so long and I forgot that I kind of enjoy this, just talking to myself basically for 20 minutes or so. Um, but I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to have you as my audience. And I'm just, yeah, I, I just like that. So my rose is just being back here, being back into the swing of things, actually having time to be a person. It's great. And then my bud is that my partner, Andre, is moving in next week for the summer. And it's nice because he just got a job. Congratulations again. Um, and it's just really good that he's moving up to, to be here with me. And I'm very grateful to have him in my life. And I don't want to get too into detail because I can be very personal if I need to. But I'm just very much looking forward to him coming here next week. That's it for this week's episode. In next week's episode, I'm actually going to be doing a feature on the album that I'm releasing on July 1st. It's called Revolution. You can check it out on my website at jasminepiggott.com slash revolution EP. This project has been two years in the making, and I'm very excited to just finally be releasing it and get the little weight off my shoulder that's like, hey, 200 people backed this project and paid for you to make this album, and you haven't made it yet. What are you doing, Jazzy? So I'm actually making it and it's actually coming out and then I can actually put it behind me. So I'm, yeah, next week I'll be talking all about that. So you get to hear that behind the scenes. And then the week after that, I'm going to be talking about the Chromatic Brass Collective and revelations that we had at the International Women's Brass Conference. Why is that important? Because representation matters. And I think it's important to address that on this podcast because I don't do as many activism episodes as I should. So these next two episodes are all about activism. And then we'll get back into more regular health-related content and being a person and all that great stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something. Please tell your family and friends to come listen to this podcast and be like, hey, there's this really cool person named Jazzy who talks about things for like an hour or half an hour. And she's really cool to listen to because she gives me good advice. So if you do benefit from these episodes, please tell people. If you don't benefit from these episodes, please do not tell people you don't benefit from them. Just to find a way to make people want to listen a little bit more. 
I would really, 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 really appreciate it. So I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggett.com. I'll see you next Thursday.